how to actually hire a contractor. When you're hiring a contractor, you want to make sure that you're taking them to the project you are you wanting to hire them for, right? I mean, that's the only time you're going to hire contractors when you actually have a project. So don't waste their time or your time just talking to contractors just for the hell of it when you don't have any project in sight. Get a project. Once you have a project that you're going to be actually doing, you want to make sure you take two to three different contractors to that project. Don't go with just one person, especially one person, you know, at a time trying them out, all this. You want to have two or three people because you, you're going to see how each one gives you slightly different information. And one, it's going to be great education for you if this is your first renovation. And two, it's going to be really good if somebody brings up a, a point that maybe you oversaw, right? Maybe the other contractors oversaw. Maybe they brought up something, a new code that came in that you don't know about. I mean, a million things. So you want to make sure you're giving yourself the best chance at success by having more than one contractor show up with you. So you go to the project. Take the scope of work, that detailed scope of work. Again, here's the video. Click on it. Watch that video, scope of work. But take that detailed scope of work with you and walk them through the whole project. All right? I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to take this out. I want to take that out. I want to remove this. What do you think about this? I love asking that question. I love asking them, like, what is it that, you know, what do you think we can do here? Because sometimes one that lets me know their critical solving skills. Can they look at a problem and understand of better solutions for them instead of being like a very, I guess, needy contractor where they're blowing up your phone all day and every day for every little thing that happens. Trust me, that becomes such a pain in the ass and it delays the project so much. So I want to ask them. And sometimes, again, sometimes because they're contractors, if they're good, they're doing this every single day, they'll have much better ideas than you do. And sometimes it's ideas that can save you a ton of money. So you want to ask them, like, what are your thoughts on this? How can it be done better? How can this be done faster? You understand? Ask them and then see what they say with those responses. It's going to really help you out. Other things you want to do as you're walking through the project is you want to ask them, like, hey, out of all this, like, what are tasks that you can handle and which are ones that you'd rather just not do uh, or you don't have the guys to do? Because you want to understand what are their limits, right? And, and a lot of contractors will tell you like, hey, you know, I don't mess with foundation or I don't do roofs or I don't do sidings. Or, I don't touch plumbing. I don't touch electrical. Okay, you need to know this, right? You need to understand this. You need to know this because if they don't do it, that means that they don't have a person in their team that does that. So if they don't have one, then chances are they're going to have to sub it out. Now, this is the part where if you've been doing this correctly, maybe you have a sub that's cheaper than theirs, right? Better, whatever it is, somebody that you've already worked with. So you want to make sure you bring the people that you know to control the project much better. And you might want to even ask them like, hey, who do you recommend for plumbing then? Who do you recommend for electrical? Because again, referrals, right? References, referrals. They could be, they can refer you a electrician, a plumber, somebody that you didn't know about that, you know, turns out to be a great asset to your team. So ask them for referrals and then ask them what supply houses they like working with. Because there's a, a lot of contractors that especially do this. They have accounts, open accounts in a lot of supply houses. So they'll get discounts on certain types of material, right? They get discounts if they order, you know, for their plumbing stuff or whatever, where if you're the person that's supplying material, then maybe those materials you have them buy because they'll get 20% off or 10% off. And 
all of these savings are going to matter a lot. They're going to matter a lot. They're going to be something that can make you tens of thousands of dollars at the end of the year by doing all of these savings. And we actually did a video with my business partner that you can watch right up here. And it's going to be below on how to make more money in your business. And we go over all these little strategies just like that one on how it is that you can maximize your return aside from just gross net profit on a flip. Now, before you actually, you've, you found the contractor, you're like, I'm going to work with you. Great. Before you actually hire them, you want to make sure you get a contractor agreement signed. And a contractor agreement pretty much states all of the things that you guys have talked about. First of all, it states obviously like your name, their name, the company name, all of that, the project, the start date. And most importantly, it states like the actual scope of work. It's usually in an appendix or something like that. And you put the scope of work attached to it. This way they have it, they see it, they review it, they sign it, they agree to it. It's, it's something more along the lines of a, of a protection for you where they can't come back and say, we didn't talk about that. We didn't say that it's right here. You signed it, you agreed to it. And also psychologically, when they sign something like that, they feel more you know, obligated to make sure they perform because they signed a legal document, right? So it, it kind of helps you make sure that you don't get into too much trouble. Then the next thing you want to get signed right up front is a W-9. When you're hiring people, you're going to have to do 1099s at the end of the year. You want to make sure you collect the W-9 up front. If you wait till the end of the project, you may not see those people and it might be a pain in the ass to get that W-9 from them. Get it up front. And the most most, most important thing before you ever cut them a check is asking, is asking for them to sign a partial lien release. Okay. What is the partial lien release? It pretty much states like whatever the scope of the project was you, and you're writing them a check for a portion of it is saying that you are releasing that portion of that check from the total amount from this project. Okay. So if anything was to happen, they won't put a lien on your house for that amount. They can't put a lien on it. Right. And that, that, uh, partial lien release, it also has where it says that all the subcontractors below them are covered as well. So if they're taking the money, they're saying, yes, this money is I'm taking it. You've paid me and I'm, and I've paid my contractors. Now, if they do or they don't after that, that's, you know, on them but you are covering yourself and you're protecting your investment. And this is every time, every time, not just at the beginning, every time you cut them a check before you hand that check over, don't do it. Don't pay them without them signing that sheet of paper. First, you give them the sheet of paper, they fill it out, they sign it. Then you give them the check. Trust me. You're going to thank me. It's going to protect you. And it's going to be something that you just don't leave your home without one of those. Anytime you're going to pay your contract.